0: Welcome to the Equipping Kids podcast, a show where we'll be exploring the potential of children's voices by interviewing professionals who work with kids. Our goal is to inspire adults to incorporate respect for children's voices into their everyday practices. I'm Mackenzie, a recent graduate of a childhood studies program, and I'm curious to learn through the professionals we interview, especially about how to apply all the theory I've learned into practice. I'm joined by Sam, who was one of my professors during my undergrad. Hi there. We thought that it might be fun to introduce each other. So we've both come prepared with a story that will give you an idea of what the other person was like. So I met Sam in my third year of university, when my department was hiring a new professor. As part of his interview, he gave a lecture to a group of students, and I was one of the students who evaluated his lecture. From the very beginning of his lecture, it was evident how unique he was. He was super engaging, and the lecture he designed was very participatory and even fun, which is kind of unusual for a university lecture. I remember writing Hire This One in big letters on my evaluation sheet, which ended up being a smart move on my part because Sam has become a huge part of my learning journey. In my fourth year, Sam volunteered to work with me on an independent study. I had recently discovered a huge passion for consent education, and he gave me the opportunity to really explore my ideas. Sam is passionate about making children's voices heard and committed to helping others be a part of activism with children. So for me, this podcast feels like a great fit for the work he's been doing for years because it gives the professionals we interview, and you as an audience, the opportunity to be a part of a journey to make children's voices heard.
1: Fantastic. Thank you very much. What a lovely introduction. You're welcome. Now, as you're going to find out as we go through these podcasts, I'm not quite as organised as Mackenzie. She's got things written down and I haven't. So I'm going to try and talk a little more freely, but without umming and ahhing, which we realised was a big problem when we were trialling this out. (laughs) So forgive me if there are any ums or ahs, but I am trying to talk from the heart here, listeners, and I hope that that comes across. I think one of the first things to say as I, as I seek to introduce Mackenzie is that the idea of this podcast really shares some of her character in as much as the point of these podcasts is to try and make a difference to children's lives. And her passion and desire to see that happen is really what sits behind the podcasts in the first place so I think that's probably a pretty good a pretty good starting point I think in terms of uh, her as an individual there are two things that I would probably draw out which I think are relevant to our ambitions as well with this particular project the first is a desire for excellence and the second is a willingness to take risks one of the things that I've always found so exciting about Mackenzie and also rather challenging from a teaching perspective (laughs) is this uh, this absolute uh, focus on excellence on not wanting to to produce anything or to hand anything in that isn't at the very very highest of standards That was particularly interesting when we were putting together a paper that we wanted to submit for publication. And we probably reviewed that quite a few times (laughs) with many different discussions and many different debates over the elements that we felt might needed to be reviewed. But the fact that we went through that process and the fact that Mackenzie stayed so strong and determined to deliver something that was of the highest standard I think it's really important in terms of reflecting her character and I'm so pleased that that she, she is that way because I think it adds a real layer of focus and direction to what it is that we're trying to do with this project. The second is in relation to taking risks and Mackenzie's willingness to try things out and I think our very best example of this was in the production of a replica TED talk uh, that Mackenzie was looking to deliver and she decided to do this differently to everybody else. Instead of just simply standing on a stage and doing a talk, she thought that the best way to share her message was to actually do this with two children alongside her. This hadn't been practiced. She hadn't tested this out with a live audience on a stage with bright lights and video cameras pointing in in her direction and It produced a fantastic (laughs) result uh, with children popping up from behind curtains, children standing on the stage, singing songs, doing dances. None of this scripted, but it it ended up with a fantastic result at the end. And I think it really highlights this willingness of Mackenzie's to take risks. And I hope that those two themes, excellence and taking risks, are two things that we can apply to the podcast as we seek to drive this forward.
0: Right, and I think that'll be a good thing for the audience to play off of too, for you all to recognize that coming to this podcast displays that you value excellence as well because you're trying to make informed, intentional decisions about the ways that you interact with children, and then the willingness to take risk will come from applying what you've learned from this podcast that may be uncomfortable or different than what you're used to doing, with children. So hopefully this podcast serves as an opportunity for you to pursue excellence and to take risks in your everyday practices with children. Oh, now that we've introduced each other, we thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about Equipping Kids, which is the organization that sits behind this podcast. So Sam started Equipping Kids, and I was wondering, Sam, do you want to tell the story of how and why you started Equipping Kids?
1: Equipping Kids came out of a ambition, a desire to look at ways in which we could support positive outcomes in relation to children's everyday lives. I'd started to do some work around the criminal justice sector and one of the challenges that I felt with that was that I was always reacting to situations or the system was set up so that I always had to react to what had happened rather than to be engaged in prevention in trying to stop things happening in the first place. And this challenge between reacting and being proactive, I felt really complicated the extent to which we were able to look at and provide really positive outcomes for children's everyday lives. So I guess it was way back in sort of 2003, I started thinking about ways in which we could sit outside of the usual systems, the usual structures, and to create some kind of non-profit uh, organisation that started conversations around the place and the role of children's everyday lives. And I think essentially within that, the idea was to equip children to be part of that process of prevention. So rather than it being an adult who had to come up with The solutions or had to come up with all the answers. Actually, the idea behind equipping kids is actually this is something that it's done with children, that the solutions that we search for within our communities are actually something that we come together to explore and we come together to agree and then to put into place. And I think that that's very much been the drive behind equipping kids, both in terms of the theoretical work that we've done, but also in terms of the practical work that that we're doing so in a nutshell equipping kids is about creating visible solutions to allow children to navigate their everyday lives and the point of that is that what we want to be able to do is to create things children can actually engage with that they can actually see that they are actually tangible
0: right and i think what makes equipping kids so special is its recognition that meaningful changes for children are always created with children's feelings opinions and perspectives in mind so what are the specific projects that Equipping Kids has undertaken to reach these goals?
1: There's three key elements to what we like to promote through any of the project work. One is that we want children to grow an awareness of themselves and others, so it's very much sort of identity related. The second is about developing knowledge, skills and strategies that children have got to help them navigate and negotiate their everyday lives. And that might be dealing with the highs, but it also obviously is to deal with the lows. So it's recognising that actually how you navigate those things can can take place both when you're up and also when you're down. And it's also about creating opportunities for children actually to be part of conversations, to actually be involved, to be engaged in their communities, to participate. Uh, And so ways in which we've, we've done this, we've done a lot of work in schools and through schools with families to support schools, to look at perhaps two key things one is the environment and i guess the easy way to explain that is is the culture of of the setting or the space that is that particular school or that particular home actually i guess the better way to maybe to explain that is to actually start with the individual child So if we start with the individual child and then rather than focusing in directly on the individual child in the first place, we look at the backdrop within which that individual child is experiencing their everyday lives. What we see within that backdrop is we'll see a number of different adults, we'll see peer groups, we'll see what's on the television, what's being pumped out through the internet, social media, what they're reading in books, what others within society are saying about children. That all forms part of that backdrop and I think that part of what we're keen to do when we're working in individual settings is to make people aware of that backdrop and a very important part of that is getting adults to recognise for example the assumptions that they make about children and to realise that actually the way in which we've come to create policy and practice for children has been very dominated by particular understandings of the child. And what we want to do by making people aware of that backdrop is to get them to start a process of challenging the assumptions that they hold and the way in which those assumptions have woven themselves into the way in which things have come to be done. So if we are going to have an impact on social outcomes, the first place to start is recognising that backdrop and recognising the assumptions that have formed and are forming part of that backdrop so that we can look to change them.
0: So then how does that affect the individual child? So you've talked about the backdrop, then what work does equipping kids do for the individual child themselves?
1: I think probably the easiest way of reflecting on this is that our starting point with children is to recognise that they're actively involved in their everyday lives, that that children are making meanings. And actually just saying that can be fairly controversial when you sit it alongside theoretical understandings of children uh, that have have dominated so much of what's happened in relation to children over the last 150 25 years and and we're very much from a starting point where we recognize that actually children have got something to contribute actually there's value in what the child has to say and in what the child thinks and and I think as you seek to extend that what you then start to realize is that if we if our starting point is that children are actively making meanings then actually then what we can see is that there's a process going on going on uh, for children in terms of the way in which they construct those meanings and I'm very interested in in looking at that through lenses that are linked to children's identity uh, linked to themes around how children position themselves uh, in relation to others when you're thinking about themes like power how children are reflecting on uh, notions of their body and I I I guess a big one of these is, is linked to to the idea of belonging and that's something that I keep coming back to in terms of of the research work that that we've been doing but it also plays such a significant part in terms of the practical resources that we then seek to create within settings that allow children both to position themselves both to then to reflect on on their value and then to build up a sense of their place uh, within those within those settings and yet we've done a lot of that kind of stuff in schools and we're starting to think increasingly about how that might play a part in the home as well
0: And all of what you've talked about, all the values that you've addressed and the practices, that's what we're trying to connect to this podcast. So we want to show how equipping kids' values and goals create possibilities and make a positive difference in children's everyday lives to motivate and encourage you, the listeners, to think about things differently and then to apply those new thoughts and those new ideas into your everyday practices with children.
1: Yeah. And I think what we want to do is we want to make this very practical. So what we've just been talking about has been quite theoretical. And actually, you can break this down to a one, two, three, four, five kind of list. And part of what we want to explore through these podcasts is how we do that. So that actually these ideas that we're discussing become very practical actions that can then be put into place within contexts that allow us as adults to engage more effectively with children and allow children to engage more effectively with us as adults.
0: And the way that we hope to make this practical for you is through the format of our podcast. So in each episode, I will interview a professional that I'm curious to learn from. So this could be a researcher, a teacher, a lawyer, parents, social workers, activists, anyone who I think has an interesting perspective to offer on children's rights and children's participation. And then Sam will add his spin on the interview through an introduction and a conclusion. So my hope is that the interview with the professional will give you a lot of practical ideas about how people actually work with children and about how people actually apply the knowledge that children actively make meaning and that children deserve to participate. And then what Sam is really good at is what he just talked about, that Giving you the one, two, three, four, five, taking something complicated and theoretical and giving you something to take away from it, something really tangible and that would make sense for you to apply in your everyday lives. So, we're hoping that this format will really make it pretty easy for you to take some theory that we delve into more deeply in academic settings and make it really relevant to what you do every day.
1: I think very importantly, we need to remember that an ambition for these podcasts is to explore how transformation can take place in the settings that you, the listener, operate in. And I don't use that word transformation lightly, but what we've seen, both in terms of, of some of the work that we've done, but also in terms of some amazing research that's taken place, is that if we can get this right, if we can understand the backdrop uh, that children's lives are lived in front of and if we can encourage the individual child to understand themselves more effectively that this can have transformative effects to to the communities that children are part of whether that's home school or whether it's other micro communities that children are living in and what we hope that these podcasts will do is create a framework that will allow you to be able to take risks because taking risks is going to be needed if we're going to create any kind of change. And what we want to do is we want to build a conversation that gives you the confidence to be able to take those risks under a banner of excellence and a desire to do not only what's best for the child, but to build that notion of what's best for the child with children themselves so that children are sharing are engaged in that conversation about identifying and pinpointing and focusing in on what's best for them
0: we really believe in equipping kids messages and we believe in you as the people who interact with children work with children may have children of your own we believe that you can make a difference
1: so stay posted listen out for the next podcast
0: and let's see what we can achieve together